so Arturo, did you know they were uh, they are making a new Scream movie? This is uh, so I want to say this is weird timing too because we just talked about Scream. Like at, we did, like, we did. Yes. Bloody Disgusting is reporting that a, a Spyglass Media Group is currently developing the next Scream. And this is, you know, there's there's not a lot of details behind it because it's just like a um, kind of a scoop that they got. But uh, Spyglass Media Group is the one that's also doing a new Hellraiser reboot. Yes. So, so yeah, this the uh, uh, little explanation behind that. Uh, this media group is also the one that like picked up a bunch of the Dimension Films kind of yes. titles. So that uh, Lantern Entertainment. Yes. Yes. So Lantern Entertainment is pretty much it's pretty much uh, Miramax and Jace. Yes, um, they pretty mu- uh, much were the successor to Weinstein's um, company, uh, to the Weinstein company after all that bullshit. Um, it's cool. I was looking at the list of stuff they own, and they they have some pretty cool stuff. They have um, stockpiled under Dimension. They have the Crow. Yes, uh, they have. Um, all the Scream stuff, all the Halloween stuff. They also have um, Hellraiser, as we mentioned. So I'm kind of interested in that. Uh, David Goyer is actually <sighs> writing that one. And I'm a little concerned seeing yeah. his name attached to it. Because he he gained fame pretty much when he wrote some of, uh, what was it, Blade Trinity, right? Yeah. It was, and, I think it was, it was Trinity. Blade, yeah. Yeah. The worst uh, one. <laughs> yeah, because Guillermo del Toro did part two. So he was attached to that, and then he was also attached to uh, the Batman Begins uh, trilogy with Christopher Nolan. Um, so that's where oh no no yeah he, yeah he was he was attached to Batman Begins, and then he attached himself over to uh, more DC projects with Man of Steel. Yeah, that's that's the divisive one that people always turn to, and it's the one I turn to also, where I'm like, ooh, David Goyer, I wish somebody else was doing this, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But luckily, there's no Zack Snyder with him. But I, I mean, I'm a little concerned. But fuck it. Um, he states it's more of a reimagining and an evolution of the story. Uh, so I'm hoping. Um, I mean, he does it some kind of justice. I mean, obviously, you cannot uh come close to the original Hellraiser in any way. Right. But I'm hoping that um. He is able to create some very interesting and unique and very gory worlds, you know? You know, and I, I see what you mean because Hellraiser is the kind of thing that – it's the kind of story that would really benefit from a lot of the modern techniques we have now. You know, like like better CG and better like – you know, just better better filmmaking in general, you know? Yes, uh, correct. Uh, but it worked very well with the practical stuff back in the day. So. That's true too. But that oh. that's what I'm hoping. Like, hell, a new Hellraiser can work if you just got to be weird. And Dave, I I don't know if David Goyer's weird. Maybe he it is. Depends. Right? Listen, David Goyer is only writing it. He's not directing it. Right. So we need um, we need someone we with need, a weird vision. You you need somebody like my man Mike Flanagan. <laughs> facts, though. Right? Like honestly, um, facts. Because I can't stop thinking about 
how good Doctor Sleep was, by the way. So right. that review will be up tomorrow. Or or, Peoples, or um, no, yeah, whenever you hear it, because you know the, we record yeah, the podcast. Whatever, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever, yeah, whatever you see it, it'll be there. <laughs> but in real people time, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am doing that um, the next day. Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Um, but yeah, I, I can't stop thinking about Doctor Sleep. It's really good. But yeah, like, and the what you're saying about Hellraiser all will apply for the Scream movie as well. My only concern is Scream Four. Uh, you know, it was the last one directed by Cravens, the last one written by Williamson, and they they kind of already ruined the idea of a Scream reboot. Like as part of as part of doing Scream Four, they like. Uh, as we talked about last time, they tackled sequel reboots, you know, where it's like, let's, let's yeah. reboot the slasher. Let's reboot the, the original stab movies and all that stuff. And, but you know what though? Um, it's not a sequel. Um, so I guess they're, they're just gonna be doing their own thing. Yeah. Like they, they did it. I forget how many seasons the TV show has. Three. Yeah. Three. <laughs> and that did its own thing. And it was fine for like season one point like point five i think like uh, half a season one was okay <laughs> I, I didn't watch a single frame of that but because it was like i just know it was very mtv-ish just yeah by the looks of it it was um it was like scream queens yeah i i tapped out around like episode eight when uh when there was like three killers being like in the mix and i was yeah, just kind of it sounds like a scream queens kind of situation too yeah i was kind of over it <laughs> um yeah me too but um uh yeah uh i'm hoping again i'm hoping they have enough um loyalty to the genre facts to because to um be able to pull off something uh interesting and and not total trash yeah because we've mentioned before how dimension films had a lot of those horror movies in its pocket so uh if spyglass nails it maybe they can be the you know (laughs) dimension films 2.0 dude like dimension films has children of the corn uh they have uh highlander yeah um the prophecy uh from dust till dawn uh mimic remember you remember you remember right dude i I love I love it, but hate it because like just giant cockroaches, man. Oh, dude! And then <laughs> and the fact that like when they put their arms together, they look like a fucking human face. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> dude, Mimic was fucking crazy. It's good, but it's the worst. It, I, and then that little fucking kid with his spoons and shit. Yeah. Oh, what a good movie! But uh, it's like it's like, dude, stop talking to them with them spoons. <laughs> oh, speaking of good movies, I I heard you liked Adam's Family. Uh yeah, um, uh, I took the family. Uh, we went to go see Adam's family, uh, because we've been on it was uh we went on an Adam's family kick, man. Nice. Uh, so we're like, fuck it, let's let, let's keep this train rolling. We went to go see it, and it was fucking awesome. Like it's really? cool. Like the beginning, yeah, the beginning of the movie, um, begins with uh the marriage of Gomez and Morticia. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And how they were ousted from their village because, you know, they were weird and shit. Um, so it shows them how it shows them finding their home, like w- their journey to find their big old mansion, you know? Right. Um, and it, it's very cool. Um, they have a very cool story. Um, pretty much it's uh this uh this one perfect lady is 
this real estate like agent lady, right? She owns all this property, this like community, and uh, she is interested in selling, you know, homes in that community. Um, but uh, the Adams family live on this hill, and it's it's in their view. So pretty much, she's oh, against it's the one of those like she wants to like it's one of those like where she they're driving down the property values by being here, you know. <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's like, oh, they're so weird and everything. And, you know, it's one of those uh, friendly ones, too, that everyone uh, works together to, you know, to fend off stuff. It's cool. It was very cool. It was was very well done. Uh, Fester is is finally... theatrically uh safe oh good so you know? he's not like yeah. the the main character of the movie and he's not like no, a jerk no he's, <laughs> no he's the background uncle fester always is you know good. He's, he's the background like comic relief you know every time you need some goofy shit happening you know you have fester um good. and and big up to pugsley pugsley plays a, a pretty major role which is great um, he finally gets some love. I was telling my wife that Pugly is always so like on the low, especially in the movies. Yeah, you know? like nobody really gives you know really gives a shit about Pugsley, but in the movie, um, in this um, animated movie, it, he was very well done. It was cool. Well, that's good. That's good to hear because you know, I I remember looking at the designs first of all, and I was like, oh, I know they're being more faithful to like the original whatever but it was it was kind of a shame to see like oscar isaac be announced as like a new gomez adams and then you had um oh, who's the new morticia who's the vo- oh charlize theron did a great job yeah with and like yeah. they would have been a great live action like i totally agree <laughs> um i thought the casting at first when i saw the casting at first i was like oh shit it's gonna be a dope live action movie. yeah and I, was, and I was like oh it's animated yeah it, um it, so- but you know what though like <laughs> It's um, it it's good to do something like that animated because the shit's so wild that uh, you are really gonna unless you're gonna go all out for it and right. aim for like a trilogy for Adam's family and shit. There really isn't a big um. I don't think there's any point in making a, a, a live action one if you can do some cool shit animated because people now know studios now realize that you can make money off animated movies so that's true and um, and you know we already got like two perfect adam's family live action movies so there's really not yeah, much but, like uh, a, a remake could have done right no exactly um uh, so i definitely recommend it i really recommend it it's a cool story you, you finally see how gomez and morticia got together um you uh get a good wednesday adams in this one you get a very morbid wednesday adams uh, a more because in the movie you know she's wednesday you know the, the quintessential wednesday adams kind of a stereotype right but in this one you get a more morbid kind of um gothy um wednesday it, it was very cool well, that's good um, yeah i yeah. guess because you're right because the, the cartoons they can get away with a little more wild stuff yeah oh absolutely there's some wild shit going on in this movie okay but um howdy folks welcome to episode 11 of the official corpse feed podcast the morgue um with me i have uh nick valdez of comicbook.com howdy howdy tex howdy everybody how you doing today tex i'm doing all right and you are too um uh, i'm good i'm good and um as tech said i am arturo arturo padilla uh the face uh behind the corpse and welcome people to today's discussion in the morgue um uh, today we're gonna, we're gonna talk about um terminator dark fate a little bit Ooh. <laughs> yeah um Ooh, okay. i had a i had a one. chance to, i had a chance to see it the other day um and um i dug it man 
Oh, uh, uh, so are we going full spoilers? She says a warning now, right? Do you mind full spoilers? Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, let's, okay. If you mind full spoilers, then I won't do full spoilers. No, okay, so if there's anything you do need to explain through a full spoiler, I'll, I'll we'll do it that way. So just for okay. anybody listening, the fiends at home, just be aware if there's something that I'm going to ask Arturo about, it's I'm going to know, you know, <laughs> I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Terminator Dark Fate. Um, I haven't looked at any reviews or anything like that, but I did hear something about... Um, them not doing so hot in the box office. I think it made like about twenty nine million or something, thirty two mil. Yeah, um, which is very low, honestly, yeah, for a movie of that kind of caliber. It, it's you know, it's the Terminator franchise. It's taking so many hits. You know, it, people are people got scared. Yeah, um, but let me tell you, folks. In my opinion, um, I think this movie did justice to the story um and i think hopefully they don't make any more because it was a good kind of not on the package that is the terminator trilogy because if this is a direct sequel to judgment day nothing else matters um and this movie i think did justice to judgment day and what came before it um it was a very cool story that i am not gonna spoil um <laughs> I, so i will do my best to make sure i don't spoil the good stuff because oh, i definitely think okay. they um i definitely think they um did a great job not really giving you any hints as to what is going on and it dude and there's a major oh there's a major fucking uh event in the beginning of the movie. wow okay it uh, it kind of sets the course for how um, uh, we see our, uh, the characters in the movie, you know? Okay, so uh, um, just just a quick breakdown, you know, no spoilers. Uh, what's actually, like, the, the plot of Terminator Dark Fate? Like, what are we getting into here? So, a Terminator... Shit, dude. Yeah, like, what's, like, a, a quick synopsis? Oh, yeah, so you can't even get into what the... You can't. <laughs> you can't. Because, like, if I... If you give anything right, so, away, it'll spoil things. So okay. pretty much what you see in the trailers, all right? All right. I'm going to give you what you see in the trailers. There's a Terminator sent to go um, hunt down some other chick, right? Right. Um, and then some other uh, future Terminator-esque person is sent to you know, save her, pretty much. Okay. It's Terminator. You okay. Know? So- um, uh, yeah, but the twists and the the different weaves they have in that in that story are really cool. And I think um freshen up the movie entirely um okay arnold is in the movie which is great let me let me pose this question to you before we break down this uh the characters and stuff okay. so uh compared to terminator genesis remember how that had a bunch of twists and turns in the story uh, compared to how how that was were, done compared to no, this one genesis was trash okay <laughs> this, this is why it's not part of the canon okay anymore okay um because like i mentioned before genesis pretty much erases john connor right from the whole story which is like Huh? Yeah, it was, um, it was kind of a waste for a movie that finally made John Connor a Terminator. You know, like I know it's it's a cool idea in theory, you know, but wow, it is. But woof, but, <laughs> but woof, it's, but but not. You know, You're right? Because <laughs> then you just destroy everything that was done in Terminator One and Two. Yeah, I guess. Like, but yeah. but then my other like my other Terminator wish would be to make like Linda Hamilton the Terminator. 
like do do like a, a Sarah Con- like a Sarah Connor Terminator, and then but then she has to protect the, her verse. Like if I wrote it, it would have been Sarah Connor protecting the younger Sarah Connor. So you could have had Amelia Clark back in here from Terminator. Uh, I was it was it Genesis? Genesis. Yeah. Was it Genesis? Yeah, it was Genesis. It was Genesis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You would have had Linda Hamilton protecting the the Amelia Clark, and, and then and then another Terminator, and then in. and then she, she would have a picture of of Christian Bale, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> like in her pocket. Yeah. That's insane. Like if I had my like if I had my wish, like I would just tie it all together. Fuck it, why not? But it's good to it's good to hear that the Dark Fate avoids all that stuff. So yeah, um, it, it does big time. Uh, you got to see it. Dude. Right. It's cool. So, There's a couple of things in there we can definitely discuss down the line. Okay. So so, uh, so rather than plot, yeah, now I guess uh, I want to ask you about like how how Linda Hamilton is particularly because she's the big return for this movie. Yes. Um, at first, she's very like um, she's very gung ho. Okay. You know, very kind of in your face. A grumpy old man kind of shit, you know? Right. Like, she's been dealing uh, with it for a long time, and she's over it. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's, you know, she's a little harsh right now, rough around the edges kind of shit. Right. So, there um, there are some layers there to her, then. Okay. Yes. And then the, the layers, just like an onion, kind of gets, un, you know, peeled off bit by bit. And then you discover things that happen. Um, you get some backstory. You get, um, um, you get, like what she's been up to and all that stuff. And um, you get a better sense of the character by the end of the movie, which is pretty dope. Um, That's good. Uh, how's, how's Arnold? Because a lot of his returns have been wasted. Yes. This return was definitely not wasted. Okay. Um, his backstory, I'm not going to reveal anything. Um, right, right. No need. No need. But um, uh, he's good in it. I think uh, he was um, he was a cool character. It was cool. Like like I, like I said, I like, can't really discuss it because <laughs> there's a, some really cool factors to his character um, that I think people will either love or hate. Honestly, like I I thought it was different, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it was interesting. It was it's definitely a topic to discuss. A hundred percent, a topic to discuss once, maybe down the line or something. Okay, we'll talk about it like in like several weeks or something like that uh, after everyone's acclimated with what happened in the movie. But uh, it's uh, he's not wasted, which is great because, like you said, he he did come back for a stint in acting after his uh, his run politics, and a lot of it has been kind of fucking whack. Yeah, like what did he come back for? It was like Expendables, Expendables. Or three and Expendables is whack. Yeah. Honestly, like I love I, I love me some eighties action shit, but Expendables is the, fucking whack. The either. first one was barely okay. Like yeah, but it was only okay because it's the first time you had Stallone and all these fucks. Yeah, together. that's what I'm saying. Like you know? it, it was good for the novelty of it, and then once two came along, I was like, oop, too far. Oop. What happened with Rambo, dude? That came and went like oh, you dude, know, like a fart in the wind. Apparently, dude. it's I, really bad. Uh, so. Fuck. So apparently he it's this whole thing like this whole Mexican thing involved 
like it, there's like some cartels, right? Like yeah, it, it from what I read, like somebody kidnaps his niece, but it, right, which is like the, the only relative he has, or some shit like that, yeah, and then he goes all out. Yeah, right? it turns into a whole like Rambo started killing Mexicans and stuff. So uh, I mean, you know, you know, <laughs> Mexicans do run cartels. They are in cartels. I don't know. I've I've heard I've heard some things about like its presentation. So that's what I'm just it like. Oh. Depends how he's killing. Them, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly yeah it really does depend um so uh, but uh but yeah, back to yeah speaking of how uh it depends on how they kill things uh so how's the new terminator the gabriel luna how is dude it? that new terminator um it, the model is called a rev nine which i think is pretty sweet that sounds cool. um yeah, it's uh, it's like this hybrid fucking Terminator, bro. That that has it's like a T one thousand and uh, and a T eight hundred put together, and they're able to kind of fuse together and then separate together and work separately when they have to. Oh, it's fucking awesome. That sounds Dude, cool. It, it's so cool because it, it's always a two-on-one, which is great, which is great for those odds. You know how we hate very bleak, yeah. um, uh, you know, hopeless movies over here. Um, we, yeah, but, we do like movies where they can fight back, where there's a yeah, chance. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. So you're like, how the fuck are they – it takes them – dude, legit, it takes them the whole – fucking movie to figure out how to fucking kill this thing. I dig it. Which is dig yeah, it. which is cool because it was a constant battle. Um, by the way, the action was great. There you we go, yeah. Ac- okay. You get action fucking nonstop pretty much. Obviously, there's a couple like slow scenes here and there to fill up with story, but a lot of action. Um, and through the action, you gain more knowledge of the characters. They do a very good job in character a development during these action scenes. Wow. Um, okay. How's how's the CG in these scenes? It looks. I, I was just getting to that. It looks great. Okay. It looks really good. The action sequences look really good. Um, uh, they put a good amount of money behind it, and and you have to with a Terminator movie, right? You know, you definitely have to, especially if James Ca- if James Cameron's behind it and his money's behind it. You know, it's gonna look good, and it really does look good. I, I, there are times where I'm looking at the exoskeleton sometimes, and I'm like, oh, is that um, you know, oh, is- a practical like wow. kind of you know like statue? Um, it th- it did a really good job with the CG. It's um very crisp. Uh. Very fluid, uh, especially with, with the fact that um, this Rev Nine model has to be that T one thousand like thing. Um, it uh, it looks great. It looks really cool. Uh, the Rev Nine has this cool thing where um, he can ex- like touch anything. Like he after he touches something, he can like copy it pretty much. You know, right? Um, so just like the T one thousand, he. Obviously, any human he he comes in contact, he kills. Oh right, so uh, so Gabriel yeah. Luna is basically like this Terminator's like Robert Patrick, right? Yeah, okay. I'm telling you, they were very smart with the Terminator like um, antagonist this time around, and they were like, we can't really go big or too crazy, you know what I mean? Like, what can we do here? And and they're like, oh, let's take the old and put it together, and that's exactly what they did. It's a T it's a T eight hundred exoskeleton modified, obviously. Um, a cool looking sleek design. Um, it doesn't look clunky at all. Um, very sleek, very smooth and shit. Um, with this T one thousand like thing, but it's more. You know what's cool too? Like, um, it looked like Iron Man's nano suit. Um, when he would, um, when the T one thousand kind of like 
liquid metal would oh, blend back together. Okay. It looks really cool. Um, and when you and when it got shot, like you could see the kind of like um, again, like the nanotechnology um, on the Iron Man suit, how it spread apart. You know, right? Like when he got shot, it looked kind of like that. Um, so it was really cool. They paid attention a lot to um, to the detail of what you would see um, in the layers of this, you know, of this villain. And I think they did a great job. As I mentioned, the action sequences, dude, action was great for you know, sure. I, I did I not expect... Was, what, what was it? A, a Tim Miller, right? Yeah. That that was the other thing. Um, I did not expect this this Terminator movie to, to sound good. <laughs> I did not expect you to, to come out here and praise it, to be quite honest. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it's... um. I was surprised how fun it was. It was a very a very fun time at the theaters. D- legit, this was like a blockbuster kind of like summer movie. But I guess because the summers are so congested, they were like, "Fuck it, let's release it now." Instead of like in that in that money making time. Um, but it's definitely one of those popcorn flicks. Yeah, like uh, that's probably why it worked out because it's. He worked on, Tim Miller worked on Deadpool. He was the director for straight up director for Deadpool. But, uh, and it's cool because yeah. you get, um, it, it is rated R, but you get that, um, you get that, uh, lightheartedness at times and the comic relief at times, you know, it comes when it needs to come. Um, there's a bit of a softer edge to one of the characters, um, that helps out with the roughness of linda hamilton so they used um comedy while in the movie just like in deadpool right that's good that's good to hear because um he what else did he work on he it was like a or no he didn't direct it but he was like involved with like girl with the dragon tattoo i think and something oh the remake of that one yeah yeah the one with um, Rudy Mara, right? Yes, I always get her mixed up with Kate Mara. They say they look so much alike. I, oh, they are sisters, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, but it's so odd to hear Terminator Dark Fate. Like I'm hearing you say all these positive things, and it sounds awesome. And I now I want to go see it. But now I'm just like, I liked it. Wow, <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, especially from I mean, like from this franchise or two. Like, yeah, dude, it was cool. Like, it was cool because of the twists in the movie. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely do not spoil that one. If it, yeah, it's it's cool because of that. That's why like I am not gonna say anything else about it. I definitely will recommend it. So uh, so on our scale, is it a, a pay for it, wait for it, or stay away from it? Shit, dude. Um, if you get a matinee for sure, yeah, pay for it. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you're matinee, it for sure. Um, other than that, you can wait for it. It's a great Sunday rainy a- afternoon nice. movie to watch. Nice. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm just glad it worked out. I'm glad the story they decided to put on film worked out. Um, I'm glad they told. I'm glad they told it well. Um, everything was, uh, it wasn't, um, it, it didn't suck. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all I really wanted. I didn't want it to suck. Yeah. You know? You, um, sometimes you I just need to be, be a, a really solid movie. Like that's some, yeah. it's just needed. Like sometimes you just want something to be really solid and that's what yes, this sounds absolutely. like. Absolutely. Um, and let's give it up to, uh, um, the Hispanic actors in the movie. 
um, because we have the antagonist. We have Luna, right? Right. And, and then uh, one of the other, the girl, the girl getting chased by Luna is um, a, a Spanish actress so, as well. So the new Sarah Connor Jace in the trailers, anyway. Like she was, yeah. Or the new John, yeah. maybe John Connor, I guess. Like I don't know. I forget what it is. It's one of those. She's one of those Jace. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not saying shit. But, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, um, uh, what was the name of the? the uh, forgive me, forgive me, people out there, like yelling at us. Uh, the listen, we're never prepared. This is how we do it. <laughs> right? Mackenzie Davis, yeah, the one who uh, who is protecting the uh, the new Sarah. Oh, Collier she was cool. Character. I, I didn't. Um, and she was really cool. Her her story was cool too, actually. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. As as far as as far as they shown in the trailers she's got like robotic parts so kind of like how um how what's his name worked in salvation it uh the guy who was around in a bunch of stuff the guy in avatar sam, sam worthington yes That's i was name. like there sam you go. Something. sam worthington right <laughs> yeah. fucking avatar buddy over here yeah he was right? in a lot of things for two years and then oh he was in that fucking um <laughs> clash of the titans right yes yes that movie's not bad, actually. I, I yeah, it's, it was fun. Yeah, it, I liked it. It's also it a cool. solid movie, but not like solid like this, but just you know, definitely. Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't terrible. It, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, and people like people were trashing it. Yeah, I saw it. I'm like, oh, you know, it's cool. You know, I mean, the second one wasn't so good, but that first one was good. The the, fir- the second one was a little confusing. It was very. Um, they had like 20 stories going on in it. It was too much. Exactly. It, yeah, it was too much going on. It, it would have been a great TV show, probably. Yeah, I think like so definitely too, like something you drop on Netflix and we watch it like over over two days. You know. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> something I agree. that's like maybe it's like six to eight episodes. They're all just kind of kind of mid quality. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> You know what else had yeah, a TV but, show, right? Terminator. What? Terminator, right? Yeah. The, Sarah Con- the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, then they canceled it. Ugh. I know. It was cool. I-, I didn't watch a lot of it, but what I saw, I really liked. But that's Fox for you, just canceling the good shows like Firefly. I mean, yeah, Firefly yeah. and Dollhouse, Dollhouse and fucking... Almost Human. Dollhouse is great. Almost Human oh. is the, the biggest thing to me because that one had yeah, s- so much potential. That's what you said. It had Carl Urban in it. Yeah. That's all you really need. Now, yeah, that's potential right there. And uh, it had Michael Ely. So they had a good like little back and forth. Now Mike- I know, and his nice eyes. <laughs> you know, it worked. <laughs> like, it works. He has nice eyes. But now Carl Urban's in The Boys. And like that show's not. Uh, it show's good, by the way. If anybody's- yeah, I know. People keep telling me. I got to watch it. I'm slacking on that shit. It's just so much stuff to do. So much stuff to watch. Oh. <laughs> um, sorry to get us so off track, Arturo. <laughs> no, it's fine. We we're talking about stuff. You know, this is what we do. You know, yeah. this is what we do. So, we watch shit and talk about it. Um, but back to Terminator. No, well, back. To, let me pose this big question to you, Arturo. And you can, What's that? You can start thinking about it. How would you rank Dark Fate among the other Terminator movies? Like, where, yeah, it's a big question, but it's like, where? I mean, it's better than anything that came after Part Two. Okay, so legit, it's the third best. <laughs> <laughs> so you have um, Terminator Two. Obviously, is better than one. Let's be. I, real you know what? I've I've always wondered if it's a generational thing. 
or it's or it's like an actual but i do believe the same thing like i dude it's a good fucking story right like oh my god it's such a long epic movie but then the pacing in that movie is so good yeah that like you want more of the story you want more of the story you want to know what's going on with sarah in the fucking hospital you want to know what fucking arnold is doing after he lands right. and beats up a fucking you know biker dude like you want to know what john's doing with fucking um what's his face from salute you shorts right Right? Yeah, it's um, it's crazy because I there's so much extra stuff going on that you would think, but it's all killer, no filler. Like it's all tied together, yeah. man. It's all tied together very well, um, and that's the beauty of Judgment Day. Um, like legit, it's from start to finish a fantastic fucking film, man. And when you get that metal thumbs up, man, uh, that fucking the feels at the end, bro. You get attached to Terminator just like John did, and you're like, no, you. you you can't go. You can't go. <laughs> you can't win. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, but but Judgment Day was great. Um, in terms of the ranking, uh, let's go back to that question. So right. in terms of ranking, uh, Judgment Day obviously is number, is number one. The Terminator, the first one was obviously really good, um, but like it was, it got more in depth with part two. Yeah, um, and and Terminator has a lot of weird parts in it when you actually start to watch it. Like when you really yeah. sit down, like that that weird sex scene because i know it had to happen but there's like saxophones and it's so 80s it's it's 80s it's one of those things that just did not age well and it doesn't fit the tone of the rest of the movie you know what i mean no because then you have like this killer going on (laughs) you know and then then you have the sex scene where you know john connor is made so um yeah i guess it had to happen yeah it's one of those things like you said but it it is corny but again it's uh it was a sign of the times. Everything was kind of, you know, yeah, like but, that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what knocks it to number two over T2, you know, because T2 yeah. doesn't have a lot, like, it doesn't have those weird kinds of scenes. And that's what I mean. Like, it's all killer and no filler. No filler, bro. Yeah. No filler. Yo, especially, like, when you think it, it's going to get slow, you get into the sequence where she, she goes, like, pretty much something clicks in her and she leaves um arnold and john behind and goes to that dude's house who's gonna be the pretty much the creator of skynet right um the guy who owned the um the guy who had the 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 hand remember Mm -hmm. um so just when you think shit's getting like boring and stuff and that little segment when they're um in New Mexico, I think there are or something, or in the border of Mexico and, and the U.S., and they have all the weapons and stuff. It, it gets a little slow there. Like, it, it takes, it gives you a breather after all the action you get. But then it gives you this sequence, which is intense, where she shoots this guy, right? And right. then I've always, always remembered it, even watching T2 as a little kid, um, that scene where, um, to prove her point, she makes arnold uh the terminator um slice his skin open and show his exoskeleton um like you get that intense intense moment where this family is pretty much being kind of terrorized by sarah connor right um for something they don't know he's gonna be created for he's just he's just a smart dude who's like hey i think i can help people by creating this computer this uh system this network that's gonna kind of you know make everything easier and all that stuff but lo and behold obviously the military gets a hold of it as we find out later on um but uh 
you get that moment in Terminator 2 and that slicing of the hand and you're like, shit, what, what's next? And what, what, what comes next is when they go to the fucking offices. Yeah. Holy shit. You get the SWAT team um, versus pretty much Sarah and this Terminator and it's great. Uh, because the whole movie, John was telling Terminator to not kill. So he was using all these kind of like these gas pellet, like bullets to just shoot these guys. Um, and it was just one of the best action scenes, um, sequences like ever when he fucking gets his, uh, his chain gun and just starts wailing at all the fucking vehicles too. Uh, it's just fucking great. You're right. That about is a good movie. one. Yeah. Dude, it's really good. And then from there, you get the chase scene on the highway, bro, where fucking T-1000 is driving, I think, an ice cream truck or yeah. something. Yeah. So- oh, no, no. He has the helicopter, <laughs> right? And then they're driving the big SWAT van down the road and you, you get the helicopter scene um and dude it's non-stop and then you get the foundry which is the last act of the movie dude it's non-stop after a while it's terminator 2 is just so good what's your favorite part of the movie like what's your what what part of the movie really um kind of tickles your pink man it's it's more so like the t1000 stuff like it's it's more so just like Robert Patrick's performance as a whole. Yes. Like, it's one of those, like, I think one of my favorite moments is just watching the, the T-1000 goop form together into him. Oh, dude, you know, it's so good. You get the, like, you get the cop face first, and then it just starts, like, blending together, and it's stuff like that. And then, of course, there's the scene where he's, like, uh, where he starts running, but then he's, like, picking up speed, and he's, like, getting a little faster, but he's still kind of wooden. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like it's where it's really like machine like and he's just like straight up like assassin. Yeah, dude. He was legit like a, a computer. Um a, even his human form was very robotic, which is really yeah. good acting by that dude. I think that's that you know, that's the best he's gonna do in life. Yeah, just be like um, a, a very he's like forever he he forever will be you know, remembered by T one Yeah, because he's so good at just being like intense. Like it's one yeah. of those things, like intense and like kind of like detached. Like it's the he had he played a perfect robot, you know, and a perfect yeah. killer robot. Yeah. And I think I think that's what I, like that's my favorite part in Terminator Two in general. Just just his performance, just as a whole. yeah, he played like a Keanu esque person, right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like basically um, like evil John Wick, you know, dude. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when T one thousand is at John's. Uh, what was it? The, his foster parents or his uncle's aunts, whatever you know the, that family that John was living with, right? And then he puts his finger towards the guy's he- like face, yeah. and his finger becomes that knife, it and just like the spike, like it just expands, expands right into the guy's eye, bro. Uh, I love that. That was fucking <sighs> so great. Um, it's so good. Uh, James Cameron, let's get up, James Cameron. Yeah. Um, uh, who? What legit, happened? Like, dude, <laughs> dude, like, dude. He honestly, honestly. After giving you Aliens and T2, like, you're set. Like, you're golden. The replay value on those two movies alone in syndication money, like, you're good. You're done. You know, that gives you a pass to do Titanic 
after getting all the Oscars for Titanic. Yeah, the Titanic gave him the pass to do anything. <laughs> after that, they were like, yo, here, just here's the key to every studio. Yeah, um, and then he goes down and fucking gets a submarine and then discovers a way to do 3D that looks better. And, and then, like, honestly, like, Avatar was the first and only 3D movie I will ever go see because I. I personally don't like 3D. Um, it's just annoying. It's bothersome. You know, but yeah. but Avatar because it was made with made for 3D and made with 3D. It was um, for sure one of it was an awesome experience watching it, it in was, IMAX 3D. It was kind of like like I kind of compare it to not as a film, but like kind of like uh, you remember watching Avengers for the first time. Yes. I, it's kind of like that. It's an event. Like, it's an event thing that everybody went and checked out at one point. Yeah, at it really t- is. Like, 10 years ago, uh, I feel like it's going to earn all that money again when Avatar 2 comes out. Because all they have to do is release part one in theaters before that. They, they go and go, oh, get ready for Avatar 2 by checking out Avatar this summer. And then there you go. And that's what they've been doing recently, too. Like, they've been, like, stacking right. up the movies as, like, a special event kind of shit. Imagine yeah. watching the whole avatar and then going to a sequel like no thank you no thank you no i'm good bro. <laughs> yeah but um james cameron though man he um uh he's he was great like what was it in between was it after what was it post t2 or in between um uh aliens and t2 well did he make the abyss the abyss was well the abyss was after aliens i remember that and I think it was before T2. Because then after T2, I know he did True Lies. Oh, so God, another, see, another that's awesome what I'm saying. fucking like, movie, dude. He, and so different from his other ones. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, you, you remember when um, it was one minute point in time where uh, Michael Bay and James Cameron were kind of put in the same sentence because of just the action? Yeah, they did like big Hollywood movies for a while. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, they were put in the same category because of their actions and uh, because of the action in their movies. And True Lies, it, let's give it up for True Lies, man. That movie's fucking awesome. It's um, great. And Arnold, and Arnold is great in True Lies. Let's give it up for Arnold and True Lies and Jamie <laughs> yeah. Lee Curtis and True Lies. It's, it's honestly, it's my favorite Jamie Lee Curtis performance because it is what put her on the map. And it's... I think I like mean, like top two. I liked her. In, I, I liked her a lot in Trading Places, though. I like Trading Places. Yeah, like but but True Lies, man, that's the one where it's like it's the iconic Jamie Lee Curtis thing too well, for a lot well, of reasons. Yes. Well, for a lot of reasons, <laughs> we know why. Um, but you're right, though. She was great in it, especially yeah. after um, she found out that uh, what was it? Harry was his name, right? Yes. Um, uh, it, was it Harry? Right? Yeah, his name um, was. Uh, uh, it was. It was like Harry Tasker or something like that. Yeah. So. After she finds out that her husband is this, what was it, FBI or CIA agent, whatever he was, um, you know, the, the the movie gets even better. So James Cameron has a way to kind of construct his films and um, where you start somewhere and then you slowly build to this climax. And honestly, like you, his climaxes never disappoint. <laughs> yeah that's one thing you can say about james cameron yeah, yeah it's it's weird because he he does like these like even with the wild ideas like aliens it's it's pleasing to like such a wide audience right like it, it hits a lot of beats that a lot of audiences connect with you know it's never like even when he does a horror movie it's still like like it, 
like Terminator is a perfect example. Like it's horror, but it's got that blend of action where it's like, oh, it's the summer movie, but it's it's really this horror film, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny too about his movies? They've always been ahead of their time, um, in terms of um visuals and in terms of yeah. um, um a technology used in the movie, like like weaved in the story. Um, for instance, in Aliens, um, like because he had this carte blanche because it was in the future he was able to recreate like these vehicles that they have you guys like remember how practical everything was yeah that was all practical effects dude um like a lot of that was practical effects i don't recall like a lot of the cg stuff i saw was the, the space stuff probably you know um Maybe some explosions here and there and some acid, whatever. But, like, a lot of this stuff was practical. The queen was practical. Um, the vehicles they used were practical. Um, he started getting more into CG, obviously, w- with the Abyss, you know? Yeah. The Abyss, honestly, in my opinion, is, I think, what gave him the idea for T-1000. Because you, re- you remember in the Abyss how the water kind of resembled, you know, a shape when the water was, like, touching the hands oh, or whatever, yeah. you know? yeah. Yeah. So if um if the abyss came before T2, you know, there's obvious inspiration right there. But like I said, like the endings never fucking disappoint. Um in Aliens, that that fight with Ripley yeah. in that mechanical suit and the queen, dude, that was great. Um I like in, um, I like to point to Titanic where like half the movie is basically the ending and it's amazing, yes. you know. Listen, we we were all fucking waiting for it. We were all waiting <laughs> to see that boat sink cuz we knew. Yeah. We all knew what was going to happen, honestly, right? it's worth the build up. Like it's it's worth sitting through an hour of that movie and like kind of like, you know, I remember watching as a kid kind of dozing out, but then once once it hits, dude, it hits for like a whole hour, dude. Dude, like the the band playing while the ship's going down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, then, it always kills me. Like speaking of the techniques you said he uses, uh Titanic was like all miniatures. It's a lot of practical effects too. Like, you know, yes. the CG's really for just like a green screen just to uh, do the C. But like I remember uh, I watched like a lot of I've watched like a lot of behind the scenes documentaries for it over the years. I forget how, but I just I've just been around them a lot, I think. And yeah, he used it cuz they cuz they've been around. Yeah, cuz <laughs> he like he recreated they recreated the boat. He had them do the miniatures of the boat and then a bunch of shots of them like actually falling and stunt people and like it's wild dude how much when you really think about it he put a lot of effort into a lot of his films he's a mad scientist he is and you know and legit mad scientist it sucks we haven't you know what though like it sucks we haven't had a lot of james cameron in the recent years because of avatar and his obsession with um you know deep sea diving and you know the titanic and you know the 3d you know pandora world that he created um it sucks because he was you know obviously like i said after you make titanic you know you don't have to make anything else for the rest of your life it it does suck but at least like with him being involved it it sounds like it's an improvement still which is good like with dark fate he's involved with dark fate and now it's an improved Terminator movie compared to parts three, four, and five, where he was nowhere near in, and and they were trash. They're all trash. Like I'm trying to re- like I remember Salvation because we just mentioned it earlier. I remember Genesis, yeah. but I think probably I can't even remember the the full name of it. But Terminator Three, 
it's like something tomorrow or uh, wasn't it Rise of the Terminator or something yeah, like Rise, that? The one with the the X three or yeah, with Christina Loken, right? Yeah, uh, Rise of the Machines. Rise of the Machines. Yeah, saying. that movie. It's so bad. I don't even remember how I don't bad remember it was. It. Like so. I, yeah, I definitely don't remember it. Um, I know the ending. I think they shut him in some like vault while arnold exploded some kind of explosive yeah, or some shit and, like that i i don't know it, it was trash though yeah that's what i remember it was garbage so saying, like i'd probably i would personally rank that at the bottom and then to fill out the other two i think i would put salvation before genesis because salvation has the edge of christian bale yeah which what what a waste of a john connor yes, like wasn't that such a good you idea get christian bale <laughs> to play fucking john dude i fucking flipped my shit exactly when i heard christian bale was gonna be john connor dude i was like oh my god this is what we've fucking been waiting for but then i remembered it was fucking mcgee <laughs> yeah. that was directing the goddamn movie dude mcgee's ass and i was like oh my god you know what though like i gotta give mcgee a little credit though for the movie babysitter on netflix um that movie's pretty fucking dope uh wh- what's that one um the babysitter it's this movie um that this uh babysitter uh is hired to obviously sit some kid right because the parents go away for the weekend he's i'm sorry she's his normal babysitter you know she's like this teenage girl and he's this kid he has to be like 12 13 or some shit like that Uh um and the babysitter happens to be in in a satanic cult after she puts him to bed right he doesn't really go to bed because He's he's talking to this friend. He's talking to a friend of his, right? Which um, like his neighbor, right? So she, his neighbor tells him. She goes like, "Oh, like you know what they do after you go to sleep, right? The babysitters, right? They're like, oh, they bring their friends over and have an orgy and blah blah blah, right? So he he didn't pass out. He he stayed awake trying to see what goes on after he goes to sleep, right? Uh-huh. So he, he goes downstairs and he sees like this human sacrifice going. On. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah, and from there. The shit goes wild. Um, it's really cool. It's um the from um well, it, I know Ready or Not. Yes, yeah, Samara Weaving, right? Yes, yeah. the, a chick from Ready or Not w- was in that movie, and she was really good in it too. That's why I was excited about Ready or Not because she was good in Babysitter, um, and I knew she would be decent in that movie too, which she was. Um, but the, Mick G did it, and I was holy. I was super su- surprised. I was like, oh shit, Mick G. Where she has that but with yeah. salvation. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> um, I blame Sam Worthington. It, yeah, because <laughs> like we said, that was the point in time where people started throwing him in things for no reason. Like, it, Yeah, I didn't get it. He became and like I, the I, leading man for a couple of years. Yeah, I don't get it because his face is very like monotone. You know? it, he's, he's very like – He's very like white guy. Like to be 100% honest, he's very just like we need – a white man about you know mid like late 30s early 40s but he's australian like you would think he'd have some flair you know yeah he, he has no flavor at all like compare him no. to like to like another like late 30s early 40s white guy from like the same general region you have like uh like chris hemsworth like put him up against like, oh dutch who Dude, we consider like the please. leading man now you know what i mean that's not fair that, that's just not fair <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And, to um and this, who are we talking about again uh, yeah <laughs> and this is 10 years difference like like i can't believe like that's the leading man they considered back then you know and 10 years later it's like no like we have like 
our late thirties and early forties guys uh, are all talented now, mostly. You know. Yeah, I know. I unless you've noticed like some duds squeezing in, but I haven't really. Like even like uh, ju- guys like Tom Hardy, who are like basically in that range. You know. Yeah. Like compare. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It, it really is tough to kind of point them out. But, like, I have been thinking about that a lot, too. Like, how we don't have, like, the Brad Pitts, right? Yeah, that's why, like, when Tom Cruise does a movie, you know, it's like, oh, it's a Tom Cruise. It's an event, dude. Yeah. And, it, and it doesn't disappoint, all right? <laughs> it doesn't disappoint, all right? Well, I'm not I'm not going to get into this because we talked about Tom Cruise. Right, right. But, no, I get what you're saying. And Terminator yeah. has this, too. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger. It has. Yeah, Terminator has their Arnold. And like, it, does, um, it does have Linda Hamilton. She carries a lot of that weight. Not the exact same weight, but, like, what are those but honestly, But honestly, though, like. If you bring back the original Sarah Connor, like it's gonna fucking count for something, though, right? You know, yeah, and you know, and it does, and she doesn't. It, it pays dividends. She doesn't. Uh, she's never taken those jobs, you know. So that's why I was excited in the first place because you know she's not she's not in a lot of movies. So you know, for her to come back for this one and go through all that well, effort because James it, Cameron was involved, right? Yeah, and you know what? And I'm glad it all worked out. Because she put in a lot well, of effort. That's her husband, right? That's her husband. Because they were married at some point. Uh, uh, not sure if they're together, but they were married for a while, though, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember yeah. their um, lives. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, you know, it's Hollywood. Hollywood, baby. Um, everybody marries everybody. Um, and, then, and then they get divorced. But, um, but yeah, dude, it's uh, to wrap this conversation about Terminator up. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. One of the best movies ever made. Let's put it out there. Terminator 1 was awesome. Great story. There was some controversy on that story, by the way, on uh, on where the idea actually came from. Yeah, but, you know, it's at this point, I'm just like, they're just fighting over That's money. That's what I'm saying, dude, right? It's, like, it's just fighting over money. And like, listen, it's not my money, it, so I don't care. It's like, hey, listen, great for you if you wrote a Terminator idea and the Matrix idea, but why did you wait so long to kind of cash in? Um, and then, you know, yeah. if they did, cool for them, but I'm still going to be like, you know, is James Cameron involved? It's, it's James Cameron, because <laughs> honestly, dude, I don't even remember her name. Um, but uh, is is James Cameron producing it? Yeah, like it's you know you know there's so many Terminators to it, it's really just a money thing and it's not my money so I don't care I'm just gonna watch Terminator you know and be like yeah like uh, it's really cool how the evolution of the Terminator villain you know right in in the canon so I'm not including three four and five like Rise of the Machines and Genesis and Salvation I'm not including those the first one to T two to um to, to dark fate um the evolution of the terminator is really awesome and um i can't wait for you guys to kind of like take a deep dive in the movie when you get a chance and 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 see the the twists and turns that the story takes you in um it's some wild shit it's really cool one movie i do recommend to go see by the way this week before we wrap, wrap this up um is doctor sleep we spoke about it last week i spoke about it earlier in this podcast i'm speaking about it now um i highly recommend doctor sleep it's a really good movie it's something that will keep you thinking about it over and over again because of just how fucking wild it is go watch it 
it's fun. Thanks for joining us, guys. I uh, Again, you can find us on all the social feeds, Instagram at Corpse Feed, Facebook at Corpse Feed, Twitter at Corpse Feed Blog. Um, I'm putting up reviews again for you guys to, to check out, and I hope you like the new format of the reviews. Give me some feedback if you want. Let me know if it sucks or not. I always appreciate the the constructive criticism. Um, it always makes you person better. But again, Tex, as I always say, it's a scary world out there. But goddammit, we're gonna fucking walk you through it. Mm-hmm.